This is Help Wanted, the show that tackles all the big work questions you cannot ask anyone else. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm money expert, Nicole Laffin. The helpline is open. You've heard of FOMO, of course, the fear of missing out. But have you heard of FONMO, the fear of not missing out, aka the fear of actually doing the thing, of throwing yourself in there despite maybe not feeling at all prepared? of doing something new for the first time. How do you do that? It's really scary. But I have some advice, some advice from Ryan Reynolds, among others. And that stuff has really helped me throw myself into very unfamiliar situations. And I think it can help you. And now is a really important time to talk about doing something new. Why? Because there's constant change around us, which means that our work is changing, which means that we're seeing new opportunities. Maybe we're launching side hustles. I mean, there is a decade high a decade high of new business applications in America. A lot of those people are just starting something on their own. And maybe also it's just kind of small and personal where you're putting yourself on camera for the first time because you're trying to be more active on social media and you don't know exactly how to hold yourself or how to look at a camera, which I have to tell you is actually, it's really hard to maintain eye contact with a camera. And I, I get it. I get all of that because I experience it myself. In fact, I am experiencing it right now because this podcast, Help Wanted, also has episodes, half of the episodes, in fact, that are me and Nicole. And I will tell you, it is much easier to make a show when you are doing it with a partner who can basically step in every time you lose your train of thought or make something sound a lot smarter when you say something half-baked. And now I don't have her. And look, all of that is exciting, but also a little scary because it's just me talking and I don't know exactly how I'm doing, but I'm going to try it. And so no better way to start my solo episode journey than by talking about how to do something new. I was talking with Ryan Reynolds not long ago for Entrepreneur Magazine. I was interviewing him for the cover and we were talking about how he has made this career transition. He has gone from being just an actor, as most people know, to also a owner of Aviation Gin and Mint Mobile, and then also the co-founder of this advertising agency called Maximum Effort. And he told me this awesome thing about how he has thought through that transition. Here's what he said. I always say, you can't be good at something unless you're willing to be bad. You have to be willing to be bad. You know what Ryan Reynolds is saying here is like, oftentimes we try something new and we suck at it. And then we think, ah, well, I guess I'm just no good at this thing. Like this thing is just not for me or I'm not for it. And then we get discouraged because we assume that if, well, if we were supposed to be good at this thing, then we would be good at the start or at least okay, because we see other people doing things and they look like they're doing really well. So why not us? But Ryan Reynolds is saying, no, 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 there's a different way to think about it. And the way to think about it is that everybody sucks at the beginning. Everybody. And so the thing that makes the difference isn't whether or not you are good at something at the very start, because you're not going to be, but rather, are you able to tolerate being bad long enough to get to good? Like That is the thing that separates people who succeed and do not succeed, is that the people who succeed are willing to be uncomfortably bad at something for long enough. And I have found that to be completely true for myself. I look back at the things that I did years ago, and I think I, 
I just think I'm really bad at it. I listen to old podcasts that I made. I watch myself on video. I was really, really terrible. But I am really grateful that I was able to to try it out, to put myself out there. Ira Glass, who is the host of This American Life, a very popular, longstanding radio and now podcast show, has this great way of putting it. He says that at the very beginning of something, you have a wide gap between your tastes and your abilities. Like, you know what good looks like. Let's say that you want to try to write short stories or something. I don't know, whatever. And, you know, you've probably read a bunch of really good short stories. And so you know what good short stories are like. And then you get incredibly frustrated that you are not able to produce that. That is the gap between your tastes. Your tastes are good. You know what good looks like. And your abilities, which are bad. And the point that he makes is very similar to Ryan Reynolds, which is that you just have to spend enough time being okay at having lesser abilities in order to catch up to your tastes. So, okay, that's the perspective on it, but maybe we're thinking, well, how do we actually do that? And part of it is just tolerance and guts, but part of it is also what we tell ourselves. And so let me tell you a little story about what I learned to tell myself as I started to put myself into situations that I was maybe uncomfortable and unprepared for the first time. Okay, so I today make part of my living off of speaking. So I travel around and I talk to companies, company teams or conferences or whatever, and they pay me money to be there. But back in 2016, I had never done anything like that before. I had been on stage a little bit, like in panels or stuff, but panels are super easy because you sit there and somebody else is asking you questions. You don't have to prepare and you don't really have to own the room. But standing on stage and giving a keynote, that is a very different experience. And in 2016, I was asked to speak at an entrepreneurship conference in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I came up with a thing to say. I came up with a whole talk and I prepared it and practiced it a million times. And then the day, the moment came and I was standing there on the side of the stage and I am looking out into this audience that I am about to go speak to. And I've never done this before. Also, Marcus Limonis, the host of CNBC's The Prophet, among others, <laughs> he was speaking after me and I hadn't seen him yet, but I figured Marcus Limonis is in this building somewhere and he is going to hear me be terrible on stage. And these people are going to wonder what on earth it is that I have done to be in front of them to be possibly this bad. And there is somebody out on stage introducing me. They are saying my name. And I think to myself, what can I tell myself to get on stage and do this? And then I came to it. And the thing that I said was, I cannot wait to do this the second time. I cannot wait to do this a second time because if the whole purpose of standing out on stage and doing this thing that I've never done before is just to be able to do it again, well, that changes the stakes. That just means that when I walk out on stage, I will know so much more about how to do this 30 minutes from now. I will be so much more informed about how I am 
as a speaker, what people expect of me, whether my jokes landed, whether my points seem to make sense. I will be able to watch people in real time react to the thing that I'm saying. And that could be crushing if I felt like the very first time had really high stakes. If I'm going to walk out on stage and either be incredible or be a disaster. And when the stakes are high, you feel like everything's riding on what you do next, which is an unfair place to be when you're doing something for the first time because you're not going to be that good. Ryan Reynolds has already confirmed that. And we have to trust Ryan Reynolds. So let's reframe it. Let's think about the stakes as simply, this is about getting to the next time. This is about learning. This is about growing. doesn't matter if we flop because failure can just be reframed as data. Everything that we do simply informs the next time. And this isn't just for work. I'll tell you an embarrassing story. Um, <laughs> when I was 28 years old, I had been in a very long-term relationship. How long-term? Nine years. I had been dating a girl for nine years. She was a college girlfriend. And, you know, we didn't get married. We just kind of lived together and it went on forever. And then I, and we were living in Boston. And then I got this job in New York and she didn't want to move. And I did. And so I moved to New York and that ended the relationship. And then I decided, well, I should maybe go on some dates. And that was really scary because I had never done that before. I literally never dated because I mean, this girl and I have been together since college and you know, I don't know, I didn't like going dates in high school. So here I am and I, I sign up for OkCupid <laughs> and I meet this girl whose name I, I kind of remember as Talia that I don't know might not be her name but we're just going to go with it and Talia and I start DMing and then agree to go out to dinner on a Friday night anybody who has done online dating will know that's a really bad move you don't go on dinner on Friday night with someone you've just met you get a drink with them or something so that one of you can bail early if this thing really sucks. And also you haven't given up your Friday night. But you know what? I didn't know what I was doing. And I guess maybe she didn't either or she was just going with my lead. But anyway, we got dinner. And you know what? It was a delight. My very, very first date ever. I did not know what I was doing. And it was going pretty well. Like we we had a good time. We had a good rapport. After dinner, she said, hey, you want to walk around the city? And I said, yeah. And so we walked and we had a really nice conversation. And it was going really well until it wasn't. And the turning point was when I happened to mention that I had just gotten out of a nine-year relationship. And she was like, oh, when did you get out of the nine-year relationship? And I, now I'm like, I, you know, I don't know, can, I don't, didn't want to lie. And so I said, last week. And that's when everything turned. <laughs> that's, when, that's when she got upset. I think because she felt like I was wasting her time because clearly she thought I was looking for some kind of rebound or that I wasn't ready to date or that I had, you know, wasted her evening because this wasn't going to turn into a relationship because I just got out of a relationship. Whatever it was, I felt like I was very quickly in damage mode and she was very upset and looking for explanation from me and about the relationship and I was panicked. And then I have to tell you, a kind of calm washed over me. And that was because I realized this date is over. And that's okay because the purpose that it serves, it's now very clear, is that this date was about going on a first date. Like the first first date. Like 
I had never done this before, and now I have. I have done this thing, and I am more well-informed about what to do next time because I have reached this particularly disastrous moment in this state. And so I said to her, look, I'm really sorry that this was not what you expected, and it was really nice to meet you, and I hope you have a good night. And I think we may have shook hands or something. And then I walked away. And I have to say I felt good because it was over. Like, not that date, but the first time. And things could only go up from there. So when I think back on what it means to do something for the first time, I think that what it means is to just accept that it's not going to be amazing and that that is actually the path to great. Doing the thing that sucks is the price of admission to doing it better later. And if we can tell ourselves that and reframe it, and whenever something goes wrong, be able to say to ourselves, I'm really glad that this happened because now it's over and it's not going to be this bad again because now I know more than I did before. Well, then we're on to something better. So that is my first time doing this solo episode. And uh, I don't know, you tell me if it was good. Maybe it sucked and the next one will be better, but that's okay because we had to do the first one. And now it is done. Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at Money News and TikTok at Money News Network for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. And maybe a little dance. Oh, I did sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon. <laughs> 